What's happening, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everybody doing this Thursday? Yep, we're almost there. One more day till Friday. So I hope everything is going well on your side of the galaxy. Nothing new to report out here on the Outer Rim. So let's get to the show by dropping the intro. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember him. Nice ride. State of the art shuttle. Custom interior, top of the line, even nicer than yours. How would you know what the interior of my shuttle is like? Xana asked suspiciously. There was a brief pause. Then both Quano and Pomat burst out laughing. Him smuggler, the Rodian explained when he caught his breath. Not exactly, Pomat clarified. It's just a little side racket I've set up. Something to help pay the bills, you know? No, Xana said darkly. I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Whoa, you got a little fire in you, doll, Palmet said appreciatively. Let me break it down for you. At night, I'm the only one working here. I can pretty much do anything I want, including breaking into somebody's shuttle. You're not worried about security systems? Never ran across one I couldn't slice, he said, puffing at his chest. It's one of my many talents. Maybe if you're lucky, I'll show some of the others later on. So you break into people's shuttles and steal from them? Xana clarified, ignoring his clumsy come on. Nah, that'd be stupid. People would notice if stuff was missing. They reported to my boss. Wouldn't take long to figure out who was behind it. So what do you do exactly? You're going to love this, Pomat said with a sly wink. Once I'm inside, I slice into the nav computer and download all the info onto a data pad. It gives me everything. The owner, any planets the ship is registered with, commonly plotted hyperspace routes. I know who owns it, where they've been, and which world they use as a home port. Clever, Xana admitted. But what use is that? This is where it gets good, he promised, obviously pleased with himself. I've got an arrangement with a guy on Kessel. Every month, he sends me a shipment of Glitter Stim. Glitter Stim, or Spice, was a powerfully addictive drug banned on most worlds. Doan, however, had no laws against importing it. And nobody at the spaceports to enforce the laws, even if they did exist. Xana silently noted. I don't sell the spice here, Pomat continued. Nobody has any money, except the nobles and they won't deal with the lower classes. But I've got contacts at the spaceports on a bunch of other worlds here on the Outer Rim. So let's say I slice into a ship's nav computer and I find out it's from Aurelia. I reach out to my contact on that world and I see if he wants me to send him a shipment. After we work out a price, I sneak onto the vessel while the owner's not around and I hide a stash of spice somewhere on board. I tell my contact where I hid it Give him the ship's registration, and he tells one of his buddies at the spaceport to let him know when it returns to Aurelia. 
Then he waits until the coast is clear, sneaks on board, takes the stash, and transfers the credits into my account back here on Doan. The owner never has a clue! Spy smuggling is a capital offense in Aurelia, Xana remarked. That's the best part! If the customs officials ever decide to search one of these ships, the owner goes down for the crime, not us. It's foolproof. The whole operation seemed rather petty and ill-thought-out to Xana. She wasn't bothered by the fact that Palmat was willing to have innocent people suffer horrible fates just so he could make a handful of credits from time to time. What bothered her were the technical details. The operation had obviously been thrown together out of simple opportunity, but it struck her as inefficient and unreliable. But she wasn't about to ruin the rapport she'd established by saying so out loud. I didn't realize I was dealing with a criminal mastermind, she teased, bringing a cocky grin to Pomat's face. So when the white-haired man left, you snuck onto his ship and copied everything from his nav computer? Got it right here on my data pad, Pomat replied, patting his hip pocket. So you know his name? You know where he's from? I do, but it's going to cost you. Xana smiled and tilted her head in acknowledgement. Of course. Name your price. Go big! The Rodian chimed in. Remember, Quan will get half! Palmat shot his friend a disapproving look before stammering out his opening offer. Uh, four hundred credits. She was in no mood to negotiate. Deal. From the crestfallen expression on the smuggler's face, she knew he was suddenly wishing he had asked for a lot more. Reaching into her cloak, she produced 400 credit chips and handed them over to the young man. Start talking. Ships registered to someone named Zun Hako, Pomet announced glumly, as he flipped two of the chips to Quano and slipped the remaining pair into his pocket. Hako's an Imordian name, Zana pointed out. The man I'm looking for is human. Pomat shrugged. Maybe the shuttle's stolen. I'm starting to think this information isn't worth what I paid for it. The registered owner might be a fake, but the nav data's real, the young man assured her. That ship came from Nal Hutta. You're certain? No doubt about it. Just out of curiosity, Xana asked, is he carrying a shipment for you? No, he replied almost regretfully. I don't do any business there. The Huts don't like small-timers cutting in on their action, you know? Probably a wise decision. Quana barked out a laugh. What about my ship? She asked, keeping her tone light. Any hidden surprises on board? Nah, you're the first ship that ever came here from Siutric. Palmat replied. I don't have any contacts back on your world. Unless you're interested in establishing a more long-term relationship. He added leering at her. Xana answered by whipping out her lightsaber handle and igniting the red three-quarter length blades protruding from each end. She moved with the blinding speed of the force, her first vicious slash severing Pomat's outstretched arm at the elbow and carving a lethal furrow across his chest, while the second cleanly removed Quano's head from his body. Both were dead before they even had a chance to register an expression of surprise. The deed done, she shut off her weapon, the twin blades disappearing with a low-pitched hum. She didn't kill without reason. 
But once Pomat revealed that he knew she was from Siutric, she had no choice but to eliminate both him and Quano. The Jedi might still come to investigate Med's death, and she couldn't risk having them trace the shuttle back to her and Bane's estate. She didn't like loose ends. Crouching down, she removed the data pad from Pomat's pocket, along with the credit ship she had given him. Then she did the same with Quano, before loading the bodies, along with the dismembered bits, onto a nearby hover sled used to move heavy baggage around the spaceport. If any Jedi did come snooping around, she didn't want to leave any signs that someone with a lightsaber had killed the two men. Loading the corpses onto her shuttle, she took a last look around to make sure she hadn't left any witnesses behind. Satisfied, she made her way to the cockpit to prepare for liftoff. The remains of her victims could be jettisoned into Doan's sun just before she made the jump to hyperspace, leaving behind no physical evidence that could connect her to the world. After that, it was off to Nalhada, though whether she was going to eliminate a rival or recruit an apprentice, Xana couldn't say for sure. Okay, I thought this was a good part. I like the way that Xana didn't leave any witnesses, and the way that she disposed of the bodies was brilliant. Shooting them into Dawn's son right before she went into light speed, a very good tactic. She made sure she was covering her tracks, but there wasn't that much to cover, so I think that we should call this part over. Tune in to tomorrow's episode to find out what happens next. Can't wait to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs>